Happy Cinco de Mayo. It is episode 55 of the Everything is Marketing podcast. Today we will talk about uh, what I was right about over the weekend. We will also talk about better food at McDonald's and um, it's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, so the fight of the century is in the books, and one of the things about the fight of the century is that uh, it appears lots of people, on Monday at least, uh, were complaining about how um, much they did not like the fight and how they would never, ever, 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 ever spend another $100 to check out Mayweather and Pacquiao uh, fight. We'll never do it. Ever, ever. Till Cinco de Mayo, when it turns out that uh, Manny Pacquiao had a shoulder injury that uh, was undisclosed, um, which should have been disclosed according to the um, – there's actually a class action lawsuit. Two fight, uh, two fight fans are suing uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao for uh, the fact that the undisclosed shoulder injury uh, kept them from uh, spending $100 to check out a pay-per-view for a fighter who wasn't well, so therefore there's a class action lawsuit. All of that aside, uh, Monday was complaints about the inevitable, the Floyd May- Mayweather fighting style, which uh, we've talked about here and on the Way of the Warrior podcast, and uh, how, too, how it was too expensive, they made too much money, it'll never happen again. Uh, 24 hours later, that being today, uh, it appears there will be a rematch. It was on Saturday night when Floyd said his last fight fight on a Showtime contract was going to take place in September, and some of the rumors on Sunday were Amir Khan was going to be the opponent, and then, uh, like I talked about, the chances of him not going for 50-0 and 0 are slim to none, and I thought that's when the Mayweather-Pacquiao Part 2 would happen. It appears, though, that Floyd said today he would be happy to take that rematch, because there was so much money, and that he would be willing to wait for uh, Manny's shoulder to be ready to go. So you are not only getting a rematch, you might actually get it uh, next year. So uh, Cinco de Mayo next year, which would be, I'm guessing, May 7th of 2016. If you're a Mayweather Pacquiao fan, you can see all of this insanity uh, roll back up again and check out all of the insane marketing, including things like the Burger King guy being uh, brought out to the ring by Floyd Mayweather and the um, sponsorships and all of the, I mean, I was amazed on Saturday night to watch them literally, literally break the pay-per-view model uh, in so much as Jim Lampley and the crew had to dance essentially for 45 minutes because uh, they couldn't get all of the people into the pool to check out the pay-per-view that they wanted to do, which of course opens a lot of discussion to talk about the the models of the pay-per-view universe and the cable and satellite universe and what they are ready for and what they are not ready for. And you see this a lot, and this is not really where we're going. We're going to get to other things today, I promise. But you see this a lot when giant events happen. You know, you see this when uh, a concert goes on sale and the Ticketmaster server crashes and you don't get your tickets. Or more likely than Ticketmaster, a smaller one. We've got a couple here that when they attempt to do giant events usually crash the server because you just can't anticipate that load. And it's not that you can't anticipate the load. It's that you just can't anticipate the load um, in the moment that it's going to happen. So how many people, how fast, and when exactly is that going to happen? So the the you know early guesses were it was going to be 300 uh, million pay-per-view buys, and it ended up being some sort of ridiculous number that uh, clearly broke the pay-per-view model. So 40 minutes you have to wait for this thing to happen as uh, everyone's scrambling to get that up and running. As I said before the fight happened, 
I thought with a half a billion dollars on the line, all of the marketing put not only into the thing, the show, right? You've got HBO, you got Showtime coming to the table. You finally get them talking. They're going to do this event because one fighter is on one side, the other fighter is on the other side. It was just too much money and too much excitement for them not to be tempted to do it again. And here we go. We're doing it again. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be May 7th, 2016, but that has not been inked. But you will get a rematch between Manny and Floyd. Happy Cinco de Mayo. The other thing you got to see today were uh, all the brands that wanted to uh, force themselves into Cinco de Mayo. I'm sure you have your favorites. Uh, I certainly have mine. Justin Timberlake uh, is right up there with dressing like a tequila bottle. That was very fun. And Monday, you got a, a added bonus of back-to-back, uh, well, a pseudo holiday and then an actual holiday. So a pseudo holiday being May 4th, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. So you get to see all of the brands uh, insert themselves into that. My favorite, and this is no snark aside, was the uh, Adidas app that they have launched and then they kind of relaunched on Monday for you to play around with. Uh, it's an app where you can, you can take a photo of anything you want and have that put on an Adidas shoe. Kind of like the Nike ID, all of the shoe systems have the ability to make your own shoe, your own Reebok, your own Nike, your own Adidas. This one, though, allows you to take a photo of your phone, or from your phone, I should say, and put it on a shoe. On Monday, they had an entire line of Star Wars photos that you could put on your very own shoe, and then for $110, you could have your own Star Wars shoes. Lots of that stuff happening. And most of it was not very good. I liked the Adidas thing because the app had been around, and I, I thought of, some of the Star Wars stuff was very cool. And if you are a Star Wars fan, you could have some very cool kicks for $110 on May 4th. May the 4th be with you as we uh, get ready for the new Star Wars movie to launch in December. But you got to witness a Darth Vader Jello head. That was uh, something you got to see on Monday. You got to see um, Intel's uh, weird uh, I am your father cloud computing floppy disk thing that fell really really flat five hour energies dance on the dark side which was, eh, was okay there was just a lot of them that just fell flat uh, and then a couple from mcdonald's they had one from mcdonald's in canada and one from mcdonald's in the philippines um, which were okay you had a pillsbury uh bun princess leia cinnamon bun ad so like i said you got that back to back with cinco de mayo so you got a lot lot of uh <laughs> a lot of marketing coming your way uh, most of it was probably pretty dull and ham-handed uh, as tends to happen and we talk about this a lot every single time that there's any sort of holiday that a brand can tie into most of them try and force themselves into that and it just uh, circles back to what we talk about a lot on this podcast and that's the idea of being authentic if your brand has nothing to do with star wars i'm talking to you pillsbury princess leia cinnamon buns maybe not a great thing on star wars day particularly on this star wars day the fans are looking for what uh, nuggets about the new movie and they got some of those things other movies that might be coming out they got those sort of things too they were not looking for uh, fry ads that looked like the force was with them with french fries they were not looking for volkswagen to turn the key fob into a lightsaber they certainly weren't looking for a jello uh, darth vader head but all of those things were put out just because i think brands are just trying to dial in any way possible, make noise uh, and get attention in the connection economy and try and figure out how to make a connection. The other thing that happened on Star Wars Day is that new McDonald's CEO Steve Easterbrook came out and uh, addressed the entire company of McDonald's. What I liked about this is that the video was also put out publicly so you could see what the CEO was talking about. And one of the things that's really important in this day and age 
he talks about in the 22-minute video. It's actually, if you uh, have any interest in following leadership and seeing how uh, brands, especially giant brands like McDonald's, try and turn the ship or, or adjust what, you know, you hear a lot about talking about how to turn around a battleship and how it's not very uh, fast and you've got to be patient and that sort of thing. And the CEOs are just struggling to try and figure out how to adapt and how to move more quickly. And you're going to hear a lot of this from organizations when they're doing this. Uh, and he said most of these things, if not all of them, uh, have to make the organization flatter. We need to get closer to the customer. And that's a key component in modern marketing, modern branding, modern business. The closer you can get to the customer, the better that you can respond to the customer needs. Long time uh, it has been that you would, what, you'd uh, start, we'll use McDonald's, right? You'd start as a fry cook and escalate your way to either somebody who owns a store or a chain of stores. And then maybe you got to the corporate offices and you kept going and going and going and going. And there'd be layer after layer after layer of bureaucracy between you and where you started. And you would lose track or you lose touch of what the customer actually wants and be absolutely unable to make the right decision because you have no idea what a customer actually needs because you haven't dealt with one in years and years and years and years and years. So Easterbrook is talking about flattening the organization, getting as close as possible to the customer, making uh, decisions quicker, making educated decisions, having teams in place of star employees that are making decisions uh, that work for the betterment of the employees. I know they just launched uh, delivery in New York and they're trying to see if that's working because they're at a crossroads, right? Uh, the whole world is trying to eat healthier. And McDonald's has a perception problem when you're talking about eating healthier. And he understands that. So he comes out and uh, says that they're not on their game, says that they need to talk about sourcing, uh, which is, I think, a nod towards um, making sure you know where your food comes from, making sure that food is good for everybody, making sure that food is safe for everybody. All the things that McDonald's obviously has had some issues with in the past. If you can Google pink slime, you'll know what I'm, what I'm talking about. But for 22 minutes, I, I thought the messaging was great. And and the biggest takeaway for me is the flattening of the organization. You hear that a lot and getting closer and trying to figure out ways to improve communication and make it so decision, decisions, I should say, don't take quite as long because that is the uh, death knell of most organizations in 2015 and beyond is having person A on one side of the world go, hey, uh, the way we're making fries is really not efficient and we should do it this way send email. Email goes to person B, who goes to person C, who goes to person D, who ends up in some, some sort of small committee and never ever comes out again and they don't make that change. And that person gets frustrated who came up with the idea because there's no action to change the idea. And then on the other side of the world, uh, the organization that actually needs to know about the change at the top of the food chain has no idea because there's too many layers. So the flattening is something you're going to hear a lot about. And it's really important, as I said earlier, getting as close as possible to the customer. You have to understand what they want to do in your ecosystem when they want to do it. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I, I talk about two things. A, uh, making sure that for as much as you possibly can that you're doing social live, so in real time, not scheduling a whole bunch of stuff, especially on formats like Instagram and Twitter, because uh, those are just places where you want to be in the moment and putting stuff up as they happen, if it's at all possible. And if you've got to shop the stuff out, if you need somebody else to do your social, make sure they understand your brand. 
they have to understand your brand. I mean, places like McDonald's, they may shop it out to an agency, but they're finding an agency that understands what they want to do and reacts accordingly. We, we go back to 2012 and talk about the Oreo Super Bowl. Everybody wants to be the Oreo Super Bowl, and everybody tries to do that in-the-moment marketing. And then you get people doing things like uh, Volkswagen lightsaber key fobs or... Um, Pillsbury, Princess Leia, cinnamon buns. That all of that stuff comes out of this idea that I want to be in the moment. I want to be being in the moment. You got to be true to the brand. And in order to be true to the brand, you have to actually understand how your customer views your brand. And the only way that you can do that, I believe, is to be as close to the customer as you possibly can. So whatever it is you're doing for a living, if you haven't talked to a customer, you probably should fix that so that you understand what's happening on the ground floor, what's happening in the streets, what's happening with the person that is ringing your cash register. I've got a a friend who loves to uh, say very tongue-in-cheek the clicks-to-bricks mentality, right? How close can we get to the cash register in order to use marketing to make your cash register ring? Well, the way to do that is to get marketing that rings true to the customer and moves them in that direction and takes that action you want them to do. Buying a cup of coffee, in this case, selling more French fries or burgers or whatever it is that McDonald's is going to evolve into. That stuff happens when you get great marketing because you understand what the market wants you to say and what the market wants you to do with your product. And you do that by flattening and you do that by getting as close to the customer as possible. So if you're into business, I would say the thing that you should check out this week is certainly Easterbrook's 22-minute speech because uh, it's a very interesting look at what they want to do as an organization. And I, for one, want to see if they actually can do it because from where they came to where they are now uh, has been quite a ride. And now they're at a point where they've got to make a pretty big, big decision, I should say, uh, and go forward. All right. If you need anything, as always, get at me on email, eric at mlive.com or on Twitter at polymethandvine. Have a great day. We will talk tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.